Okay, how are you doing today? I know you got to be doing just fine because this is a great day. Never mind the clouds and the smoke that came in here from Canada, got us overcast. Never mind that. We still have a great day. Yes. And I want to welcome you to the next episode of Something, Something to, to Think, think about. about. And I know at each episode, episode we give you something to think about question is are you thinking any more now than you were before so beside me is pastor, pastor john. john mccain nice and see. we are just partners in crime and that the crime that we're committing is just spreading our agape all over the world yes and for those of you who may not know what that means in this context it is unconditional love. love, okay? So I'm not one to spread a whole bunch of fake love around, and I don't want you to spread it to me. No, indeed. But if you like the show, then you should come on in, be a part of what's happening now, because that's we open the doors to anybody who wants to come in and share good news. We're going to talk about the bad news, but we're going to end up with some good, good news. news. And today we're going to start something called, What, what would, would You, you do? do? Okay? And that's to just get your brain to thinking about situations that I know have happened. And you know some too. And uh, what would you do in that situation? So we are going to start with one in particular. Say you're at the ATM and you're standing on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes up behind you and say, okay, Pastor John, give me all the money you're getting out of that ATM. Mm. What would you do? Give them all the money I got out of the ATM. <laughs> Suppose they say, well, that's not enough. You got to go back in there and give me some more money. Then you would give them your card? No. And your PIN number? No. But they have a gun. Oh. That's, That's a hard, tough one, it? yeah. Well, I'm going to let you think about that while I tell you about a situation where that happened to a friend of mine. Okay. And I'm using the term friend lightly because she wasn't actually a friend. But rather than speak her name, I'll call her friend. There you go. She was at an ATM at 8 o'clock at night oh. alone, which is a no-no all by itself. And a guy came up and said that to her. And she said, I was just... Two through with him wanting to take my last $30. She said, I turn around and say, look, all I have is $30 in here, and I'm going to give you 15 of that, but I got to go to work in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> and unbelievably, he went for the deal. All right. So is, <laughs> it, is it that we just need to bargain with them and give them something so they can, I don't know. What, what would I do? I would probably do what she did. See if I could talk to him for a minute. I remember uh, one time I was uh, robbed mm. at gunpoint. Mm. I never told you about this, but no. I was robbed at gunpoint before. And um, I gave him, I had $60, and I gave him the $60. They were very nice about it. Mm. And um, But he took my wallet. And I said, sir, that, ha that has everything that I have. And it'll take me forever to replace it. Can I please have my wallet back? 
He said, man, give him, give him back his wallet. He threw right. his wallet. I said, can right. I also have a couple dollars, too? <laughs> so and they get said, home? Exactly. Goodness. And it was funny, but they, uh, they left me with the ones that I had in there and took all the cash. Mm. And it was funny, though, but I bargained just like that person. I wasn't afraid because I said, at this point, they weren't going to kill me. They were just they just wanted yeah, some money with that yeah. gun. And I I questioned whether or not it was a real gun, but I wasn't gonna take that chance. Absolutely. You don't want to be in a position to try to think about that. Exactly. But you know, I tell I tell them that uh in a situation where you already know that the outcome could be, be against you, you might as well just go for it and say, Is it something else we could do? I mean, can I just give you, like she said, half, half of this missed, and let me right. go? Because I, I gotta more. go to work. I know. I'm, <laughs> Let me go to work, and then I'll meet you at this ATM in a couple of months or something. But um, I do think that people with guns have that kind of coward bravery, if you will. Mm -hmm. And if as long as they have the gun, they can threaten you and talk mm -hmm. to them and all this stuff. But once you get the dog from behind the fence, then you don't have much You resistance. don't have much, no. So it's just like that. It's It's... Terrible that they have us intimidated that way so that if they show a gun, and some people aren't even bothered by that. They feel like they can just go and do anything they, they want. They sure to. do. The minute they say, I have a gun. Well, I have a gun. What are you going to do? I know, right? So what would you do if you were going what you think is the speed limit mm -hmm. and a policeman pull you over? Mm-hmm. Want your ID and your registration and all of that, but he also wants your phone number. What would you do? Well, that would depend on why he wanted the phone number. Because he wants a date. Oh. <sighs> don't think that cops don't try to pick people up when they stop them. That's true. They do. That's true. They do. They try to pick you up. They're human, too. Yeah, well, yeah, some of them. <laughs> some of them are human. Others, I don't know. Well, the question is, what would you do, Lady J? I would say, well, you give me yours. There you go. And I'll call you later. I promise. Depends as on long how as I can look. get away from them. That's all depends I want on how to they get look. away. Oh, you're just trying to get away. Get you're just away. being polite. I don't care what they look gotcha. like. Gotcha. If you're supposed to be a law enforcement officer and ask somebody ask for their for phone somebody number. somebody for their phone number. No, I don't want you to have my No. Right. Because, I mean, cops are wrong, too. People yeah. don't think so. No, but they are wrong. Just look at police brutality. They're not, not above the law. Not to go there, law. but they're not above the law. But those are a couple of, of, of very innocent type ones, and I have some others, but I won't do those today. Okay. Because what is today? Today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day Eve. Mother's Day Eve, to be exact. Thank and you. there's no way that anybody in the entire United States or anywhere else where they celebrate it wouldn't know that tomorrow is Mother's Day. It's been blasted on everything that you can think of. Everything. Everything. And so yesterday I was listening to news. That's all I heard. The weather for Mother's Day. Anything else you're trying to do is for Mother's Day. So do we know now that tomorrow is Mother's Day? Could anybody forget? Well, we are so happy that tomorrow is Mother's Day. 
and to celebrate in my own way, because I am a mother, Mm -hmm. I want us to just talk about our mothers, the difference between our mothers and some of the ones in the, in the, in between our generations. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of qualities you think makes a good mother and what would you do without your mother? That kind of stuff. And don't worry, guys, we are going to come back to you on Father's Day. Yes, we will. But I'll bet that you won't hear as much advertising and as much to do about any Anything. day uh, after Mother's Day. That's true. It just gets all of the accolades from everybody. But what I wanted to do is because I'm a much... Uh, much bigger distance between my generation and yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with mine and see if we can come up to d- to date and see what some comparisons might be. Does okay. That, work? that works for me. And um, when I was a child, that was like the simplest life, lifestyle that I thought we could have after I saw it later. But as a child, I didn't have to worry about Somebody snatching me off the street. I didn't have to worry about who was doing what to whom and being in isolation because mm-hmm. there was always family. Always. And my mother wasn't exactly the best mother in the world if I compare her to what I think is a really good mother. Mm-hmm. She wasn't that person. But I also noticed as I was saying that about her, that her generation wasn't the generation to so much hands-on they were there to teach you right and wrong and take you to church and do all these different Mm -hmm. things but they weren't the ones to come up and oh well it's okay if you cry honey it's all right they didn't pamper you that way they weren't nurturing right Mm -hmm. and they weren't doing those kind of things so if my mother said i need you to be back here when the sun goes down she was teaching Mm -hmm. and if she if she told us to be there when the sun came down and we weren't there, then she would turn that over to a disciplinary moment. Mm -hmm. And my mother taught all the time. If anybody had asked her, was she a teacher? She would have said no, but she was. She taught all the time. Okay. But it was that part of it, the nurturing, oh, honey, let's you and I go out and we're going to take the kids somewhere. They Mm -hmm. didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was just because I was in the, you know, in the South. In North Carolina, maybe that's just wasn't a thing they did in that era at that time. It may be, may very well. But I didn't see any other parents doing it either. After I thought about it, and I did spend the time to think about it. But we were kids, all of us in the same neighborhood. We all played with each other. Mm -hmm. We all looked out for each other. Mm -hmm. And if there was a dispute to be settled, my mother would settle it easily by saying. Oh, well, uh, you two want to fight with each other, talking to me and my siblings? Well, uh, go ahead, and uh, I'm going to beat the winner. Who wanted that deal? Nobody. I really didn't. Absolutely not. So I would succumb to whatever they were trying to do because I never liked anybody hurting me. No. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. You can have the teacup. (laughs) (laughs) I would do anything to get out of it. Exactly. And um, the other part of it, and I guess I would deal more with that when we do Father's Day, but my father was just non-participatory. Oh. After I thought about it, I was like, what did he ever do in terms of child rearing? He wasn't a talker, so he wasn't like my mother, just 
teaching all the time. And my mm-hmm. mother taught everything. Mm-hmm. Education, religion, you know, crime, violence, uh, wow. disciplinary stuff. And she would just sit there in her chair and just do her little rocking and just talk in so- a monotonous tone that was worse than having a beating. Oh, Lord. Okay. I would say, Ma, could you just go up or down a little bit or something? But it was like this. Well, I told all of you guys that, and I don't want so you to do So she spoke on the monotone. All the time. Oh, Lord. Okay. Until she got into her moods. But that's another story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she would do that kind of thing. And she taught us, like, religion, okay? So you always had to go to church, and you always had to be a part of that. And... um she would say, no, you're going to church, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So you did, mm-hmm. of course. But she would get the Bible, the King James Version, and teach what was in each of those chapters. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And it was like, oh, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Right. Because the Bible was very confusing. Right. So I tried to read the first chapter in Genesis. And it was a lot of the use of this word, begot. Yeah. And it was saying this person was begotten that one and another one begotten that one. And when she was finished reading, I'd say, Ma, what does begot mean? She said, that's not for you to worry about right now. <laughs> so nosy me, I had to go find out. I said, oh, that's what she means by mm-hmm. begot. That's why she didn't want me. That's why she didn't want you to know. But that's the kind of time that you would spend with your parents. Wow. With my parents. I don't know what was going in other people's houses, but mm-hmm. I didn't see them packing up the truck and going to the beach either. So I didn't I didn't think I was missing anything. Missing anything, right. So that's what I always saw as a mother's role. That you had to be the teacher. teacher. You had to be the preacher. Preacher. You had to be the politician. Politician. And you had to be the cook and chief bottle washer. All of the you above. You had to do all those things yes, just you because you were a mother. Just because you were a mother. And don't you find yourself doing those kinds of things now for your children when they need oh, them at times? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But what's missing is somewhere between that situation I just described mm-hmm. and where we are today, yes. that whole part, the disciplinary part, the respect part, we were taught all of that. Right. And all of that's, like, missing. Gone to the wayside. So I would say, okay, well, okay, my mother didn't take me to the park, and we didn't throw Frisbees with each other and dance, you know, through the tulips and the lilac or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot from her. Yes. I learned a lot from my mother, So what happened to that? Between then and and there was a song, uh, Respect, R E S P C T P E K T as some of them spelled it later. <laughs> but the, we've lost that mm-hmm. in a lot of places. And you may have a child who was brought up in a family with a bunch of women. You know respect. Yes. Because those older women knew respect. The, yes. And they And they demanded that. it. They definitely did demand it. And what happened to that? That's gone. Too. Did all of it just kind of fall in a black hole somewhere? Because we don't have that same level of respect. Not in this generation. No. no. And by the time it got to your generation, mm-hmm. there were still quite a few between you and me, mm-hmm. although you're much older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But talk about then your mother and how she was when you were a child and what kind of 
What kind of morals did they set for you? What kind of ethics? Hmm. Well, my mom had me, she was a young mother. She had me at 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So she was a young mom. But I recall her, she, my grandmother helped her to raise me. So it was a joint effort. Mm -hmm. But they were very, very nurturing. But that's what happened then. You had that family unit mm -hmm. that was tighter than something new. Mm -hmm. Because if your mother ignored something, your grandmother would kick you behind. Exactly. And um, you knew not to do certain things in front I of them. I knew exactly you what knew. to do and what not to do. But as I, uh, not to stop your story mm -hmm. so much, but it reminds me that my mother said when she was a child that her mother would just look at them and oh, they God. knew, and not, they to knew. Start, not to start any craziness. And that was the same for me. And um, she told me something that was I thought was just really gross. Mm -hmm. it, when she was a child, she said, I wanted to go in there and sit with the adults because they were always talking and laughing and stuff. She said, I wanted to go in. And and she said, my mother had always told me, don't come in here because this is not for you. Right. These are adults. Yep. She said, so I went on in there anyway and sat down, parked my little self in a chair. And I was so into what they were talking about, I was sitting there with my mouth gapped open. And her mother used to dip snuff, and I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I know what that and is. And tobacco. Tobacco, gotcha. And she said her mom, from where she was sitting, Uh-oh. yes, you already know what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> she said, after that, I didn't want to go anymore because that tobacco that she spat into my mouth made me drunk, and I just went on out of there and didn't come back anymore. There you go. But wow. they taught you lessons. Lessons. You're absolutely right. The lessons that I learned growing up not only were about the Bible, they were about um, how you treat women, how you sit at the table, for example, and eat, just things like that, that whatever there was to teach me, they, she, taught, she taught me, even as a young mother, mm -hmm. because she learned from her mother in her right. generation. And it stuck with her, didn't it? And it stuck with her. But that's what I say a lot of times about my mother now, because I told you my mother used to talk all the time, and that's probably where I got it from. Uh huh. But she used to talk all the time, and everything was a lesson. So if she told you you said pencil, then she'd have a long story to go with that that taught mm -hmm. you a lesson about how. About then don't use a pencil to write on my walls, or I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> but she would turn everything into some sort of lesson that you learned. And that was the thing that I loved most about it is because those things you learn, um, they stay with you. It's like a conscious. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when I was growing up trying to be a, you know, fly teenager, there was stuff that I wanted to do for real. That That's I right. Heard about, yeah. I wanted to do that. And if I started toward it, that conscious with her voice was there. Then what did I tell you about that? Right. So you just, Got yourself together and went on back home. She was you like, uh-uh-uh. Mm -mm, you don't do that. No. And and those are the things that I'm trying to tell our politicians and all of the people I see on TV mm -hmm. who just don't know what happened and what can we do about these kids. Well, here's the thing. When you have a child, mothers, it stays with you unless you do something stupid till you die. No such thing as at 18, they separate from you and you're never going to see them again. Right. No. They're going to be your children until one of you dies. That's right. And you have to treat it that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't look at it like, oh, well, dad gone, they're 30. Now, why are they asking me that? 
Everybody needs guidance. Everybody. And everybody still needs that nurturing. They still need all the things that a mother does. But we're more we're more terrible about taking care of our young than the animal kingdom that, that we say is supposed to be of lower intelligence, but they aren't. Right. They really aren't. No. Because even in the animal kingdom, you see the babies right by their mom's side, mm-hmm. going wherever. Going and, wherever and mothers they go. will hurt you really badly if you try to hurt try. One of their kids. That's true. We need Absolutely. that. We need that. And me, I've never thought that I could fight or do any good in a fight at all. But somehow I forget about, I forgot about my own safety and the fact that I don't like for anybody to hit me and hurt me. I forgot about it when somebody tried to hurt my child. But you know what? The One of the problems could be that mothers of today, of this generation, and the one before are just selfish. Could be. I mean, they're just very selfish. And that trait is now trickling down until... It's just been phased, the nurturing aspect has just been phased out because it's all about me, 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 me. Where's my man? And oh, if you don't have goodness one, you know what I mean. I wish you hadn't said that man thing. Right. <laughs> that's a disease where women are concerned. Right. I mean, men and women should realize one thing, that the thing is you were put on this earth together for you to be a part of each other as companions and partners. Mm-hmm. They lost that too. Mm-hmm. Now one person got to do this and that and the other. And when it started out, I mean, how many years ago was that? And nobody knows for sure. So don't tell me 11 billion years ago because I know that's not true. But in the medieval time, that's one period we can identify better than anything. Mm -hmm. When men were made, they were apparently injected with some kind of fluid that says, you have control over everything and everybody. <laughs> you know, because yes. now women meant nothing except a goat and a, and a couple of chickens if they want to get rid of them. Right. Absolutely. And we have to make them understand that, you know, we weren't frying chicken the same way then. <laughs> so analogy. don't expect me to be doing that stuff now. It's just not the same. That's right. It is. But I want to get back to... Mothers in particular, because mm-hmm. I, there's a message that I want mothers to hear. What is? And and it is this. If you're a mother, and that's not taking credit from anybody else. Everybody's mm-hmm. so freaking sensitive these days. But if you're a mother, that child is your responsibility from the time you know you're pregnant till they die, till you die. It's not a temporary job. No. It doesn't end at 18. No. And if I'm a mother, you can be sure that I am going to know where my 14-year-old is in the middle of the night. You better know I am. And you're going to care about where well, they are. You exactly. absolutely would. Now, they're going to tell me, I can't keep my eyes on them all night because I always sleep too. Uh, yeah, but what you if your eyes are in the right place during the day at those times when they need you, you don't have to say don't go out of this house at 3 o'clock in the morning. No, precisely. Precisely. I didn't have to wake up and police the house and see if everybody is there. No. So, women, I just need you in particular for you to enjoy your Mother's Day. I want you all to be happy with that. But in the process, could you just please do me a big favor and make your children happy? Make your children happy and they won't shoot you in your sleep. 
allow them to be the focus sometimes. Well, and it's the same thing I tell women, and I wish I had a class that I could have for a bunch of women to just tell them this. The same way that you're treating your children, male or female, is how you also treat your male companion. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have anything to do with it. You just want him to nurture you and to make sure you have everything. What about his needs? You're absolutely right. So if y'all work on those two things together, then there won't be any need for these children to be out here and they're doing everything that you can imagine and some you can't. That's right. And I know that I shouldn't have gotten started on that particular rail because I tell you what, I would go on and on forever. I have a real serious problem with you women. I have a serious problem with you. Because you should not ever abandon your child for all the other reasons that you're doing it. And if a man is the reason why you're abandoning your children, that man needs to tell you, take care of your children, lady. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not yours. Somebody needs to care about these children. The best person to start with is the mother. It's the mother. And the father feels like he has already done his job because he impregnated you. Well, that can be done with a Petri dish and a needle. You don't necessarily have to be there. That's right. So don't even consider that as the most, the best contribution you could have to a child's life. It isn't. He really needs or she really needs you to be there for them. Yes. And for you to say it's not okay for you to have a gun. Like how many parents know if their 13, 14 year olds have a gun? Right. And you, what would you do if you have a gun? Would you teach your young son how to use it at six? Probably not. That's not something they would need to know at that age. It's got to be age appropriate for everything. Well, you imagine that you're six years old and your dad is sitting there with his feet up. up. Showing Showing you how, you know, a 45 works. Right. When you're pretty brave because he could have taken it and shot you instead of a teacher. (sighs) And you're supposed to be a child at that point. I just need people to grow up to whatever your age is. Mm-hmm. If you're 30, try to act like you're 30, not mm-hmm. like you're 13. Mm-hmm. Men, women, get it together. Because our children are taking us out one by one. They're taking each other out one by one. So we need you to just get with it. Yes. And this is not the last you're going to hear about it, because I'm going to go on TikTok and everywhere else that I can go. Because we have got to stop right now. Yes. And speaking of stopping right now, that's what we're going to do. But we thank you for your time. And we do. And we want you to come back to the next one. We want you to give us some feedback because I want to be able to really piss you off enough for you to send me a note and say, look, lady, (laughs) I'm a really good mother and I do this or that. Do that. Do it. I want you to be pissed off. But for this weekend, if you are a person who has had a child, and I hesitate to call all of you mothers, but I will call you a woman who has had a child, and we need you to mother it, okay? Just do us that favor, because we're going to be talking about that a lot. And for you kids out there and you young adults, I know you may not have the best mom, But the Bible tells you to honor your mother 
and honor her and respect her until the day and your days on this earth will be long. So you always want to keep that in mind when you're dealing with your mother and maybe she will become a better person. We are hoping for that, Pastor John. We are surely hoping. So what we want to leave you with now today is a good thought about you being the best mother, having your children love you till you die. Mm -hmm. And not take you to a nursing home and let you fall off the bed and kill yourself. <laughs> Think Mercy. of it that way. <laughs> so look at here. You guys have a great, great holiday with your mom. And each one of you treat each other better, please. So for now, bye.